Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, and welcome to yet another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Brian Lofermento, and by this point, Hopefully, by the time this podcast episode comes out, I have completed my cross-country road trip and I've moved from Boston to Los Angeles, California. So I'm excited. I will admit I'm recording this episode long before I've left Boston, left the wintry wonderland of Boston. I'm recording this the first week of January and I know it's coming out at some point in January, so I'm probably in much warmer weather by the time you hear this. Now, with that said, I'm so excited. Well, obviously, see, there I go again. I told myself I wouldn't say I was excited about this episode, and here I am already saying I'm so excited about today's episode, but I really am because I've got an amazing guest on for you here today. This is a guy, I've known him for a few years. We met at Entrepreneurial Summer Camp. It's called Camp Good Life Project. We go to it in upstate New York at the end of every summer. 350 amazing entrepreneurs all at summer camp going to workshops during the day, having fires, bonfires, and making s'mores at night, jumping in the pool, playing basketball, playing tennis. Really cool camp experience. And this guy, Rick Clemens, has always blown my mind anytime I see the way he commands a room. He spoke at camp before. He's been one of the Color Wars team leaders. He was my Color Wars team leader the first year at camp. And Rick has just such a calm and commanding presence. Now, it's interesting for me to see because in today's day and age, there's so many entrepreneurs who they think you have to be loud and you have to be abrasive and you have to have this shock factor when it comes to standing out in your marketplace. But as you listen to Rick today, you're going to say, wow, that guy gets it. He's absolutely brilliant. And you'll see why Rick is viewed as a thought leader. Companies bang down his door to get him to speak to their employees, to their crowds, to their audiences, because Rick has some genius insights into how we can all step into our truest selves. You're going to learn in this episode about how to find out who you really are, what you really are, what you really want out of life, how to explore your fears, how to get through those fears, and how to step into the most confident version of you that you can be. And I'll tell you what, as entrepreneurs, we almost always ignore this stuff that Rick and I talk about in this episode. So just to tell you a little bit about Rick before we dive into the interview, Rick Clemens is the author of Frankly My Dear, I'm Gay. He's the host of the Coming Out Lounge podcast. He's a certified life coach, a TEDx speaker, a world record holder, and a guy who has helped thousands of people in over 50 countries around the world come out of the closets of their lives, not just sexuality, but everything to escape their BS, explore their fears, and elevate their self-expression. Rick challenges and inspires people, regardless of their sexuality, to confidently step out of hiding and into their own brilliant uniqueness. Now, Rick is going to blow your mind in this interview today, so get ready because here's my interview with Rick Clemens. All right, Rick, I am so excited to have you here on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. So I said that we needed to hit record to start getting the good stuff on the air. So Rick, officially, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me, buddy. It's so good to be chatting with you, and I'm looking forward to the time we're spending here because, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they really want something, but sometimes they're just hiding their stuff. So Yeah, um, totally. 
We're going to dig deep into that kind of stuff, Rick. But let me open with you in a way that I've never opened a podcast interview before by asking you this big question of, Rick, what the heck is your superpower? What allows you to do all the things that you do? I think my superpower is really being fully self-expressed in myself. And because of that, I don't hold back. I put myself fully out there 99% of the time. And that's what I help other people do. And I, so it's kind of the walk the walk, talk the talk thing. I mean, you know, if you're going to talk about full self-expression and helping people really come out of some dark, scary places, you kind of got to be walking two steps ahead of them to make it happen. Yeah, I love that. And you talk a lot about coming out and you say that not only sexually, but with regards to a lot of things coming out. I mean, coming out of the corporate shell, coming out of who you were always meant to be. Talk to us about what coming out means to you. <clears throat> well, for me, it started with my own true coming out journey, coming out of the closet as a gay man after being married for 13 years. But if somebody had told me back in 1999, as I was going through that really big chaos and turmoil in my life, that I would actually be doing this work, helping other people come out of many different places in their life, and that I would have come out from corporate America, started my own business, and that I'd be standing on stages and doing a podcast and all this stuff, I would have told him, yeah, right, not happening. That's not who I am because I was really stuck in my own closet and mindset around what life was supposed to look like based on what everybody else was expecting from me. And that journey of coming out into my sexuality opened that doorway to everything else that began to transpire after I came out of the closet. Very interesting. So what other closets were you hiding in? Well, I think the biggest one was I was doing work that I was good at. I mean, I was a branding guy, marketing guy. I was, you know, VP of marketing for a software company. I'd been in the hospitality industry for 20 years. I was good, but I hated it. I just, it was not what I wanted to be doing. I was much more of a soulful guy, a guy that really loved having the deeper conversations and seeing things in people and in organizations. It's like, yeah, it's great that you want to make profit and revenue, but guess what? You're missing this whole boat because there's not engagement. There's not employees thrilled to be coming to work. Um, you know, you're, you're missing all this stuff because they're hiding what they want to really communicate to, you know, I was an upper management guy and I started to see this. And so that was one of the first doors I walked out of is, you know what, I guess I didn't really walk out of it. I got thrown out of it. So to speak. <laughs> I got laid off from my, you know, my high paying job and it was okay. Cause it was in the middle of my divorce and everything. Um, I had a year of like trying to figure stuff out and then I got an opportunity to go be with a startup and I was like, are you kidding? This is like a third of the money that I was used to making. <laughs> but what was so amazing was it worked. I just went into it and I was suddenly like, wow, I really like it. Now it was a small organization. It had its trials, but I got to go help build something. And then I got booted from that one. I got laid off from that one after I helped build the company. And that was when I really realized how much I was in a closet of, I really wanted to do my own thing, but I was afraid. And I think this was when the universe actually kept knocking me upside the head going, hello, we're listening to you, but are you listening to us? Now go build, go be, go do. So that was like one of the really big things. The other one that was big for me is um, I'd never been a gym guy, 
never like been into sports and everything. And I don't want anybody listening to make the proverbial, oh, well, because you're gay. No, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was just who I was, you know. And in the midst of all of this, um, literally within the first six months of going through my divorce and coming out, I joined a gym and I started doing indoor cycling or spin classes. And then suddenly I'm actually teaching spin and really loving it because it was, again, it was a really creative thing that I could do. I got to impact people. I got to have a lot of fun. And those were the doorways that started to truly open me up to my truth of you've got so much more that you should be doing than hiding behind what other people expect from you. And those were the big pivotal moments. And then I became a cyclist and then I started doing long road cycling events and centuries and, you know, 50 miles and 100 mile rides. And it just everything began to open up. And that was the beginning of all of this. Yeah, I love that. I love your story because you you can really see the transition that you went through. And it sounds like you kind of had a big shock to the system all at the same time. Divorce, getting laid off from your job. So there were a lot of things going on. And you said that you had that year to kind of figure out who the heck you were. And from my vantage point, I mean, I talk to a lot of new entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs every single day of my life. And I always see a certain degree of hesitation in them where they're hesitant to start. And it's not because they don't know... They don't know for sure that they want to be an entrepreneur or they do know for sure that they want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't know for sure what exactly they want. And they always ask me, one question I always get is, how do I know that this is the thing, that this is my thing, that this is what I want to do? What's your answer to that, Rick? Because at the core level, you need to figure out who you are and what you Mm -hmm. want before you can actually do anything. Yeah, I'm really glad that you asked that question, Brian, because this is exactly where this whole closet parallel that I talk about starts. As someone who's in the closet, in their sexual orientation, the biggest thing is we're confused. Who am I? Why are these feelings happening? What's wrong with me? How do I do this? What do I begin to do? And the same thing happens for those who are an entrepreneur. It's like, okay, why am I having all these thoughts? You know, people are going to think I'm crazy. I should just stay in my job. What's wrong with me? And the thing is, is you got to walk through the confusion and walk through the pieces of yourself that you're hiding before you can start to even step forward. And I think that's a big piece for many entrepreneurs is they don't realize there's about four or five big parallels to this coming out journey that happened. Number one, confusion. Once you realize, okay, I realize this isn't just me. This is really what I do want to do. But then you're like, but I don't want to talk about this because people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm, you know, they're going to think that, man, what are you doing? You've got a great job, blah, blah, blah. So you start to hide this stuff. But the reason you're hiding It's because there's this huge amount of fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen when I walked in my house and told my wife that, you know, guess what? I'm a I'm a jerk. I've been hiding my truth for, you know, 13 years. And this is really who I am. I had stories I'd created about what would happen. But then now if you take that same thing and go. As an entrepreneur, this is what I'm afraid of. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Will I have enough money? Well, what I think my big idea is, is it going to fly? You know, all these sort of things. So these are the things that start to happen. And then, of course, the biggie that usually shows up is, okay, I'm going to disappoint all these people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to disappoint parents or colleagues or my boss. And I might even disappoint myself. And I think these are the really interesting spaces where this parallel really starts to show up. And to that, I say, you don't know until you be true to yourself. Yeah, and take I love the step. that. 
And I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs that are listening to your words right now in their headphones or in their cars, and they're saying, well, Rick, yes, you got me, you got me. How do I step out? Do I just walk outside of my house, put my hands in the air and yell, I'm an entrepreneur for all the neighbors to hear? Or how do you step into that new role that you know that you were meant to live? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I'm going to compare it to kind of the coming out process again. One of the things that we have is we live by societal expectations in the LGBTQ world. We come up against faith and religious beliefs a lot. But I flip that and say, okay, those of you that are entrepreneurs, what's the religion you're you're practicing? What's the faith you're practicing about success? about what you're supposed to be doing for a career because guess what it is a faith it is a religion it's something that you have bought into and if you don't buy into a new religion that's about bringing balance into your life and happiness and adventure and passion and and all those things if you can't buy into those new beliefs you're not going to be able to even step out and go okay i want to be an entrepreneur so the place i like to help guide people whether they're coming out of the closet on their sexuality or coming out as a want you know entrepreneur entrepreneur is let's start looking at the belief systems. And what does it look like if you're really being yourself? You gotta get naked. You gotta get down to the truth of what does it look like if you, Brian, are an entrepreneur and what are the belief systems that have to get changed? That's really where I start with people. Yeah, I I love that. And especially it's something that I preach to my students all the time. So I work with a lot of newer entrepreneurs who are looking to hit 10k a month in revenue consistently for the first time in their businesses. And I always tell them the only thing you'll ever be able to be is you. So it's about time that you own that you embrace it and you love it. But a big part of that is that so many newer entrepreneurs, they look at other successful entrepreneurs or gurus or thought leaders like Tony Robbins and they say, well, I want to be like that guy. Well, no, you'll never be able to be like that guy. What you want is his level of success, which is understandable. But how do you build that confidence to them or for them to help them understand that they can be that level of success. They can experience that level of success as themselves. Well, I think the first place to start, I'm going to use your your example of, you know, the 10,000 a month. If that entrepreneur actually doesn't believe, does not believe that they can make 10,000 a month. I'm not talking about, oh yeah, that sounds great. No, that's not believing it. If you can't believe that you can make that money, we got to get you believing that first. Just like somebody who believes, okay, I'm going to come out of the closet. I'm going to admit I'm gay, I'm lesbian, I'm bisexual, I'm transgender, whatever it is. You got to believe that you can you can walk and talk and live that life. If you can't do that, none of the rest of this matters. Now, you can be a Tony Robbins, but here's where most people get hung up in this scenario. And I've seen this happen over and over and over again in my own community. When someone comes out of the closet, there's lots of beautiful support. And anybody who's listening who's a wantrepreneur, I know Brian has talked about this on his podcast, and anybody of the greats that you listen to their podcast, you have got to surround yourself with really great support. And I advocate this with my people who are coming out sexually. I advocate it with my people who are coming out to be entrepreneurs, people who are saying, I got to get out of a relationship that's sucking. You need to surround yourself with really great support. That's the first step in how you do this. Second, you got to buy in and fully buy into what you're about to do. You got to believe in yourself. However, here's the trap. If you step out as an entrepreneur 
and you start to go buy in to every entrepreneurial guru around you, you're going to find yourself stepping right back into some closets. Now, I'm not saying there's not beautiful gurus out there because there are. There's beautiful leaders, beautiful gurus, lots of people who can really, truly help you get what you need to do. But if you miss the piece of being aligned with your values and your beliefs as you step into this, you will find yourself right back in another closet. You'll be chasing this guru over here and going into the closet of their beliefs. And then you'll be chasing this one over here and going into the closet of their beliefs. And suddenly, just like someone who steps out to say, I'm gay, if I stepped out into the gay community and said, okay, here's how I do gay, and it's so not who I am, I'm not hanging out at the bars, or I'm not, you know, hooking up with whoever comes along. If that's so not who I am, but yet that's what I'm doing because I believe that's what it means to be gay, I will fail. And if you hook up with every guru that comes along that is not in alignment with how you want to build your business and be in alignment with yourself as a business owner, growing and building what you dreamed of building, trust me, you will fail. Yeah, that's absolutely spot on, Rick. And I could not be in more agreement with everything that you just said. It's so true. And it goes back to you need to understand who you are before you yes. can make these big decisions. And I like how it always comes back to that. I mean, right now, we're just 13 and a half minutes into this interview. But it feels to me like we're already talking about the real stuff that people forget about when it comes to building a business or stepping out of whatever closet that they may be in. So I want to yeah. dig a little bit deeper into this real stuff. And we talked about figuring out who the heck you are. We talked about, you know, facing fears. What religion are you subscribing to? It doesn't have to be a religion as in church, but it can be a religion right. as in your belief systems. So let's talk about when someone takes that first step. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, they take the first step and they get some sort of initial failure and it knocks them back, not only into the closet, but like deep, deep into the closet underneath a pile of clothes. Do yep. you see that in your line of work? How do you help people get over that initial rejection? Because rejection for most people is the ultimate fear. Well, rejection is really huge, and anybody who's listening who is in the LGBT community is going to really resonate with what we're talking about here. But those who aren't, I want you to think about the first time you had that feeling that, wow, I'm really, I'm really attracted to a guy or a gal. Okay, you're a heterosexual listening to this podcast, and I don't care if you were five or six or whatever age it was, that first time you realized oh, this thing happens inside me when I feel attraction to someone. And then they didn't want to have anything to do with you. How did you get past it? How did you walk through it? Because here's the thing. For most of us, that very first time we felt that, we walked through the rejection. We walked through the, oh, you're not good enough. We walked through the, I'm not going to accept you. But what we tend to forget is that first moment we ever experienced that. And if we were to dial back to how we got through that, it's really simple to get through it as you begin to become an entrepreneur. But we put so much emphasis on this beautiful dream we have, this thing that's going to be the thing that people are going to grab onto. And trust me, people, whoever, all of you that are listening to me, all of what I'm sharing with you right now, it's taken a lot of getting rejected and being knocked down for me to stand here and talk through this the way I do now because I was determined I was going to share with people 
that this journey out of the closet as a gay man is exactly the same freaking journey as it was for me to come out of the closet as a guy who wanted to own his own business. It's the same thing that I got rejected. I got criticized. Even today, there's some people like, yeah, 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 whatever. But the thing is, is you know how to do this because you've done it before. Mm -hmm. But the other piece I throw in, which is key critical, is when you're going through these rejection pieces and it's not good enough and all that stuff, is to remember. And it's one of my favorite phrases, and I don't even know who said it. I know I learned it through some of my training, but it's this. What someone says is all about them. What you hear is all about you. Mm -hmm. And if you as an entrepreneur could take just that one thing from this podcast today, and each time you start to hear a pushback or a criticism and go, okay, that's all about them. How I'm taking this in is all about me. That doesn't mean don't take the criticism in if, if it's really good, because sometimes we got to hear that too. But realize we all come from our own perspective. Even as I'm sharing right now with you on this podcast, you're probably thinking something as I'm saying something and ready to come back with it. We all operate in this way. So just remember, a lot of us are always like, okay, I need to say something now because I need to say something. It's about me. The way you take it in becomes all about you. Yeah, I love it. And Rick, now I have to be that guy on the other side of the microphone who had to listen to what you say and then now I have to respond. So now I really feel like I'm, I'm on the fence right now to say something brilliant in response. But let me just leverage the words of you and I were both there. I mean, you and I have both been to Jonathan Fields Camp Good Life Project every summer yep. for the past few years. Yep. And Jonathan's one of the most brilliant entrepreneurs that I've ever crossed paths with. And he said something along the lines of what you just said, and you sell it, said it so eloquently, and Jonathan did as well, but I'll try to give my spin on it so listeners can also hear my perspective. Jonathan said at camp the very first year, he said, when people, when you feel like people are haters for your business, you feel like they're doubting you, they're very critical of you, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Yep. When people yep. are doubting you saying, oh, you can't grow a 10K a month business, what they're really saying is they can't grow a 10K a month business. Mm -hmm. So it's I so totally true. agree with your sentiments there. And I think that is a powerful lesson. And I'm with you. If listeners get one lesson from today's episode, let that be it because it's such a powerful concept and it will change the way you react to rejection, the way you react to failure. It's so powerful, Rick. Well, I think the key here, I'm going to go back to, you know, my first example of, you know, oftentimes we try to figure out ways to do something that we've already done. In fact, when I'm working with someone who's coming out of the closet and it's, it's very similar for an entrepreneur or someone else, that one of the biggest questions is, okay, I'm getting this. I've, I'm coming to terms with who I am. I know I'm going to be, you know, fine as a LGBT person. I'm kind of coming in alignment with my faith and sexuality. I know I'm going to be my real self, all that good stuff. But then the biggie shows up. How do I tell someone else this is what I'm going to do? Same thing's going to come up for you, entrepreneur, wantpreneur. You're going to have to come up to that moment where you're going to tell a boss that you're leaving or a spouse that you want to go out on your own or maybe parents that you're still somewhat dependent on. I'm not going to go to college or I'm going to go to college. But when I get out, I'm going to go start my 
whatever it is, you're going to come to that moment, that key critical moment that's so huge in your own freaking head that you're going to have to tell someone about it. And how are you going to do that? The exact same way with the exact same energy that you have successfully, quote, successfully done so in the past when you've had a big moment. For instance, when a coming out client who's coming out to a spouse says, how am I going to do this? I say, how did you tell them you wanted to take on a job that was halfway across the country? How did you both come to a decision to say, this is how we decided to buy a house? How did you come to the decision to have children? There are big moments in all of our lives that are as big as, and I know some people are going to say, no, it's not as big as coming out. Yes, it is. It's the same energy. It's the same stuff. We just need to lean into, wow, I did that. Yeah, I told the spouse that, you know, this wasn't working and that was a big moment because I thought that might end in a divorce, but hey, I got through that you got to tap into what you've already done successfully. You don't necessarily got to recreate the wheel. You recreate it where it fits, but everything you've already done just needs to come back and serve you in those moments when you start to go do the big thing you're going to do. Yeah, that's great advice, Rick. I want to get your your perspective on this because I see it so often and I cringe and I shake my head anytime I'm scrolling through my Facebook news feed and I see a new marketer that's on the scene or a new entrepreneur and they've taken self-expression to like the 100x degree and they're going out there and just doing insane things. They view it as self-expression, but it's really overcompensating and trying to stand out in a way that makes other people just shake their heads. And what, where is the delicate balance of screaming who the heck you are as an entrepreneur or who the heck you are sexuality-wise or who the heck you are with regards to anything and balancing who you are and how badly you want to show that and how badly you want to scream that to the world? Well, I think the balance comes, in, and I see that all the time too, Brian, and it drives me nuts. It's like, okay, we get that this is what you are, this is what you think you can do for someone. Cool. That's great. But when it becomes just overly like shouting at people, I just go, you know what? They haven't learned how to be confident mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. It is overcompensating. However, the balance to me comes in from a space of I could I could be on this podcast right now saying, folks, the coming out journey is exactly the same and you need to live and breathe <laughs> by what I'm telling you because I'm the guy. I've written the book on coming out. I've talked on stages about it. I've lived and breathed it myself. And that would not really work. Mm -hmm. But when I turn it around and say, you know what? I've discovered something that I think actually works for a lot of people. It's not pretty because it's painful. To come out and say who you are and to stand and live by your truth and to be fully in alignment with yourself, sometimes it can be really scary. But because I figured out how to do that in one aspect of my life, I started to develop some interesting parallels to a lot of other aspects in life. And I know somebody that's listening to this right now is probably struggling with wanting to be an entrepreneur or maybe just wanting to switch jobs so that maybe three years from now they can do it. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is you're hiding in a closet and you need to go through a coming out process. And that can be kind of scary, but it also is going to be really beautiful. Now, which one do you think people are going to want to talk to or listen to more? The first guy or the second guy? 
Yeah, and I love the fact that you use that example, Rick, because you hit it on the head. I mean, that's exactly what I see so often. That's what I was speaking to, and you nailed it. And one thing I want to point out for listeners' sake right now is go back, rewind this podcast episode right now, just two minutes, and listen to the way that Rick responded to my question because he showed the difference between assertiveness and confidence, So, Rick, throughout the duration of this interview, you've been very confident. You've been very comfortable in telling your story and what you stand for. And you've used your story and you've used your authenticity to really show listeners who you are and what you stand for and what you mean and what what value you can provide to them. Whereas when you were that assertive, not necessarily confident self, oh, yeah, listen to me because here are my credentials. You should listen to me. I'm the guy who wrote the book about it. It's totally different. And so many people mistake just plain assertiveness for confidence. Mm-hmm. So I love how you exhibited that. Well, I think the assertiveness shows that you don't, you haven't really bought into your own story and you don't really know where you're going to go with it. I think that's the difference. Yeah. You really got to know your own story. And, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of um, internal work to do this. I remember the very first time on a stage when I said, I'm a cheater. I was never faithful in my marriage and I'm not proud of that. And a lot of you are going to look at me and not like that. I just shared that with you. But if you give me some space, you're going to see that by me admitting and knowing that I'm a cheater and that I hurt someone that I really loved because of this. And I lied to her for 13 years that we came out of a closet. We both came out of closets. And she came out of her own in a different way than I came out of mine. But had we not come out of that closet, our relationship probably would have been even more disastrous than what it was right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to ask you to listen to me and let me take you through why it's so important to be fully who you are, be self-expressed, because if I can help one person or two or 10 or 500 of you sitting in this audience find one hope of knowing being transparent and truthful is the best way to live, then I came what I came here to do today. Yeah, I love that, Rick, because you didn't have to shout from the rooftops. You didn't have to be over exuberant about it. You were your authentic self. And I think just in that little pitch that you just gave right there, example of you speaking from the stage, that is powerful. And entrepreneurs, whatever stage they're in in their business, can learn from that little segment right there. I think a lot of it is allowing yourself to go. It is going to be scary to be vulnerable. You know, Mm -hmm. many entrepreneurs, I'm sure many of them have, you know, heard of Brene Brown and done some of the work around her vulnerability and stuff. But it is so key critical. The best lesson I ever learned and I've done, I've worked with a lot of really good people, a lot of gurus. I'm going to say I've worked with a lot of good ones. I've worked with a few bad ones, too, but a lot of good (laughs) ones. And the one that hit me the most was the one that turned to me one day and said, never be afraid to say these three words. I don't know. Yeah. And when I heard that and actually took that in, it changed everything for me. Because I quit trying to pretend to be something I wasn't. In fact, that's one of my mantras. It's the truth of who you are is so much more important than the false truth of who you're pretending to be. I love that. Can you repeat that one more time for listeners, Rick? The truth of who you are 
is so much more important and powerful than the false truth of who you're pretending to be. I love that. Very powerful for listeners. And wherever you are in your entrepreneurial listening, entrepreneurial journey listening to that, that is brilliant wisdom from Rick right there that you can take with you. Because again, it comes back to Rick, what we said at the very beginning of this interview of this episode is that the only person you'll ever be able to be is you. You can delay it, you can keep pushing that off, but at the end of the day, all you'll ever be is you, Mm -hmm. so it's so powerful. And Rick, as we enter the end of this interview, I wanna ask you the big question, and I know we could probably go on for days about this stuff, but I wanna just ask you the big question for the entrepreneur or entrepreneur out there who's listening and saying, how do I step into this? How do I own this? How do I get that subtle confidence that Rick can speak with? How do they build that confidence? This is going to sound really coy the way I'm going to say it, and then I'm (laughs) going to come back with it. Give yourself permission. I know that sounds almost like, really, that's what you're going to say? But it's so truthful. I remember the very first time I realized there was this attraction I had to men. I remember it clearly to this day. I was seven years old. And then because things happen and people and influences and all this stuff, I didn't give myself permission to explore it. And then I explored it at 19. But then I still didn't give myself full permission to explore it. And then the day that I actually did, I went with it because of some really unique circumstances that I finally said, I'm giving myself permission to see what happens. And to me, that's the thing. You have got to give yourself permission to even have the thought. Many of you, I'm sure that are listening to this, have often thought about wanting to be an entrepreneur. And you have the thought and then it goes away. You don't even give yourself permission to play with that thought. Or if you do, you give it five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. It may always be sitting there, but I want to ask many of you to think about how many times have you actually given yourself two hours, three hours on a Saturday or a Sunday outside of the, you know, crazy world that you're doing trying to make a buck to really give yourself permission to go, let's go explore all the fears, the joys, the excitements, the possibilities, the directions of what it might look like if I stepped into being an entrepreneur. If you give yourself permission to start the exploration, you'll learn to give yourself permission to take the first action, and then you'll give yourself permission to go into the scary place and to take the uncertain steps and to break down the religion that you're following around all of this, and you'll finally give yourself permission to be your real self, and you will figure out how you tell someone else, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and to live your truth. Rick, you you called that coy, but I will say you just dropped some absolute knowledge bombs on the entrepreneur to entrepreneur community and listeners. So thank you so much for those words of wisdom. You dropped so many knowledge bombs all throughout this interview. So Rick, I want to open the floor up to you and let you know where or let listeners know where they can learn more about you and your business. Sure. It's really simple. It's rickclemens.com and that's C-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. And um, everything I do is there. There's great stuff starting to show up around what we've talked about. And I love helping people, truly. Whatever that closet looks like, I love helping you see first 
you have to admit you're in that closet and then you have to give yourself permission to dive out of that closet. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with your sexuality. It can be anything that's going on for you. So that's the best place to find me. And you can listen to my podcast called The Coming Out Lounge, where we're actually telling stories about lots of different people coming out. So catch that as well. All right. Sounds good. So, Rick, we will link to both your website and your podcast from the show notes page at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And Rick, personally and professionally, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. It's been so much fun having you on. Hey, it's been great, Brian. And thanks for the invitation. And good luck to all you entrepreneurs out there. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.